Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we'll be discussing Toy Story. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for Magic 8 Balls. Will this podcast be a success? (laughs) Don't count on it. (laughs) Oh. Um, We are in season three. Like, we're fine. Okay, we're very fine. (laughs) Now, Toy Story is so groundbreaking for so many reasons. I mean, it was the first feature film from Disney Pixar. It kind of set the bar so high for 3D animation. And what I love about this film is, you know, it came out in 1995 and yet today it is still so relevant for kids. I don't know about you, but when you were younger, did you used to like leave your room and just be like, okay, I'm leaving my room now. And then like... (laughs) Peek Peek behind the door just to see if any of your toys (laughs) came to life. (laughs) Um, You know what? For one Christmas, my uncle bought me a Buzz Lightyear room guard (gasps) that you could turn on when you leave the room. And it's kind of like Buzz Lightyear on a stand and it's like motion sensor. So if you have any, you know, trespassers into your bedroom, it would shout, you know, halt, who goes there, you know. Sorry, who's coming in my room? My mum to put, like, clean undies on my bed. Like, (laughs) oh, we must stop her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. Toy Story is just, yeah, it's a fan favourite. It would be an absolute crime against animation if we did not discuss this today. Um, It's a PG film. It was directed by John Lasseter, famous Disney director. That's right. He directed A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2 and Cars as well. And the budget for the movie was $30 million and the box office gross is $373 million. And I think what is so successful about the franchise is that you've got a whole range of merchandise ready to be released. Like a kid is going to watch Toy Story and be like, oh, okay, I want a Woody and a Buzz and a Slinky and an RC for Christmas or my birthday. And then Disney and Pixar are just laughing. Mr. Potato Head, he's a funny guy. Can't wait to talk about him. (laughs) I love carbs and I love Mr. Potato Head. I'm glad I'm not a toy though after watching this film. 
You know what? I was thinking about this. Once, you know, a toy is thrown away, you're just going to be like in a box, conscious that you've been thrown away. Like, that's so sad. <laughs> you're either going to end up at the charity shop yeah. or on the top of the shelf. <laughs> Just like Wheezy. I know he's in Toy Story 2, but he was going to be in Toy Story 1. I heard that. Mm. Yes. He's so cute. (laughs) Shout out to the Wheezy kids. Do kids play with toys nowadays or is it just all iPads? Gadgets. I don't know. I really feel like we lived in a golden era of toys. Like I think the 80s is where it like boomed. And then the 90s where we grew up was just like literally gold tier of everything. And we should probably talk about that in Can We Discuss? Oh, honey, there's a whole generation of kids who have missed out on the yo-yo craze. (laughs) (laughs) So all we could do was yo-yos and skip it. (laughs) Think about it. You've got to wind it round oh, for like a million years yeah. and then break time's over. You're like, oh, great. Great. Mine was glow in the dark and I was playing with it in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Setting your alarm at like 1am so you can be like... Woo. Woo. <laughs> right, let's talk about this iconic cast. Yes, oh my gosh. Toy Story cast is so iconic. We've basically got Tim Allen playing Buzz Lightyear. We've got Tom Hanks playing Woody. Mm-hmm. Love that for him. And fun fact, one of the reasons why Tom Hanks wanted to be Woody in the first place was because when he was younger he thought that his toys could be real oh that's cool and he plays it so well I also found out that obviously Tom Hanks voices Woody in the movies but the voice of Woody in the action figures and maybe like the video games aren't Tom Hanks (gasps) They're voiced by his brother, Jim Hanks, the lesser Hanks brother. What does Jim Hanks do? I have no idea. Well, I mean, this probably keeps him busy. Maybe he does the voices in the theme park as well and all the extra bits. I just also wanted to give a shout out to Tom Hanks's previous movies. You know, we love him in You've Got Mail, Castaway, Big, Forrest Gump, Saving Mr. Banks quite recently as well. Mm -hmm. I also love him in The Polar Express. (laughs) And yeah, I think that'll always be my favourite Tom Hanks (laughs) film, even if it's literally no one else's. Can somebody DM at Hey Now Hey Now if you also love The Polar Express? I need to find my fellow expressors. Negative one reviews. We have Jim Varney, who plays Slinky. Mm-hmm. We've got Wallace Shawn, who plays Rex. Annie Potts, she plays Bo Peep. And then we've also got John Ratzenberger, who plays Ham. Now, Ham's obviously the piggy bank. And yeah. what I love about John Ratzenberger is that he's apparently Disney's good luck charm. So he's actually been in every single Disney animation you've ever watched. Well, I mean, it's working, isn't it? <laughs> he's bringing in the money. Like, oh, literally. Literally. Slot it in my back. <laughs> We've also got Don Rickles, who plays Mr. Potato Head. He's got such an iconic voice. And the voice of Sid is Eric Von Detten, (gasps) who you will know as playing Josh Bryan in The Princess Diaries. No way. The popular hunk you love to hate. Yes. He was a bit of a dick in that film, and he's a bit of a dick in this one. Yeah, and in real life, because... We tried to interview him for series one and he said no. No, his wife said no. Oh, his, oh you're right. <laughs> Maybe she was just like threatened by Emily Sanford. Yeah. She was like, oh, there's no way I'm letting my husband take her on a yacht. <laughs> 
Emily Van Detten. Hmm. <laughs> Has a nice ring to it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> anyway, I'm not a homewrecker. I'm not after Eric Von Detten. So Buzz Lightyear actually almost went to Billy Crystal. Yes. And he turned it down. Mm, I know, which he has later said that that was like one of his biggest life regrets. Yeah. But not that long after, he did get to be in Monsters, Inc. And he did get to play the love of my life, Mike Wazowski. So I think he was winning there, to be honest. Moochie poo. Googly poo. <laughs> right, before we get into the episode, I just want to touch on the animation because obviously it was groundbreaking for its time. They did such a good job, but they've said at that time, some of the 3D effects were too complex to generate Mm -hmm. so what they did to get around certain plot points that they couldn't animate was to use kind of like subtle tricks so what I found really funny and I had to go back and watch it to actually spot it when Sarge you know one of the army men's looking through his binoculars to spy on Andy's birthday guests coming in you'll notice that Andy's friends are actually the same character model as Andy. They've got Andy's exact same face, just with different skin tones or clothes and accessories to kind of disguise the fact because they didn't have the money or the computer power to animate lots of different faces. Oh my God. So look closely, you will see like six different Andys walking in the house with presents. They say sometimes you're attracted to your friends who are like you. Yes. It's like, "Mm, they all have my face. (laughs) Literally, or Andy's dad has been getting around. Oh my God, that is definitely it. Andy's dad, that's why he's not in the picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been sleeping around Toyville. <laughs> Shall we reach for the sky and go on to best supporting character? To infinity and best supporting character. Oh, that was rough. I know. <laughs> but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> So I think Toy Story has a lot of amazing supporting characters and they're all amazing in their kind of unique ways. I think, well, the first one that I want to shout out is the jumping Pixar lamp. Yes. Look at them go. (laughs) Although very violent towards the eye in Pixar. Like, what's that eye ever done to him? I know that. Yeah. A little bit creepy. Yeah. A little bit creepy. But that lamp is just amazing and iconic in its own right. And there's loads of people online who dress up as the Pixar lamp for Halloween. (laughs) So I wouldn't mind doing one day. I know, but I'm comfortable. Like jumping everywhere. I know. And sometimes you see dogs come out of the vet and they look like the little Pixar lamp. (gasps) And you're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like... If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> Gramophone dog. Oh my gosh, there's so many cute, like, little characters in this film that aren't the main ones out of, like, the famous six, I want to say. Yeah. Um, one we really need to talk about is Lenny, the binoculars. Yes! He's so cute. Little blue binoculars with big, big eyes and little orange wind-up feet. Yeah, right? and I like that his name is a bit of a play-on from the word lens. Yeah. That's why he's called Lenny. So cute. And he doesn't speak, but he sees everything. Mm -hmm. Speaking of cute characters that don't speak, honestly, we see this character for maybe two seconds. Um, There's a scene where Ham and Mr. Potato Head are talking. Mr. Potato Head has kind of put all his facial features on one side and he's like, hey, Ham, I'm Picasso. And Ham's like, I don't get it. And Mr. Potato Head goes, 
you uncultured swine, and walks away, and then says, what are you looking at, you hockey puck? And it pans to this black hockey puck with tiny arms and legs, who just, he almost looks right at the camera, and he puts his arms out like, what? (laughs) What? He's so cute. So cute. I wonder if they ever sold toys of that. Hopefully. I feel like Disney do not miss a trick on anything like if you go to a disneyland like even the bins look amazing so there's no way that they're they've forgotten to make a hockey puck yeah um actually speaking of mr potato head we gotta give him some credit in this category he is so funny i love the bit where andy's little like toddler sister has been obviously playing with him and when they're finally allowed to talk or like andy's left the room and so is the baby yeah he's like ages three and up it's on my box. Ages three and up. I'm not supposed to be babysitting Princess Drool. Ew. <laughs> Honestly, that baby is so terrifying. Like, literally, Drool with the, like, bright blonde curly hair. Honestly, Satan's baby. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah. like just shakes up all the... Ah. Yeah, it's terrifying. But no, uh, Mr. Potato Head's great. And at the end of this film, I think it's Christmas... We hear that Molly has been given a Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, you've got like the sergeant going, Molly's first present is Mrs. Potato Head. Repeat, a Mrs. Potato Head. And then Ham's like, way to go, Idaho. And Mr. Potato Head's like, gee, I better shave. And then he pulls off his mustache. So good. So good. And I feel like he only gets better in the sequel once Mrs. Potato Head's properly introduced. Oh my God, 100%. Mrs. Potato Head's probably my favourite character in the whole Toy Story franchise. And I'm a bit annoyed that she doesn't feature in the first film because my favourite quote that is ever said in this film as well is, Hey, you forgot to pack your angry eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. Another small character we should definitely talk about is Etch. Oh, the old Etcher sketch. Yeah, love an Etcher sketch. I can never get the hang of them though. No, there's like people out there who literally create like the Mona Lisa yeah. on an Etcher sketch. How? Also, oh. like go outside. <laughs> but the reason I love Etch is, you know, he's got that like great little um, scene with Woody right at the beginning where Woody's like. Hey, Etch, draw, which is like a cowboy term. Yeah. And then Etch, like, draws a picture of a gun. And when he's like, oh, got me again. Etch, you've been working on that draw. Fastest knobs in the West. <laughs> Etch, fastest knobs in the West. Oh, give me a play date with Etch. <laughs> we should also give a shout out to the space aliens. They are so innocent and naive. They're clown. <laughs> They're like... A stranger from the outside. Oh, literally me coming out of lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) It's been too long, guys. (laughs) But they're great. And I feel so bad for the space alien that gets given to Sid's dog. And we never see again, which is a bit ominous. But there's like a million more of him where where that came from. Hopefully he's on a better planet now, snuggling up to Emperor Zerg. (laughs) He seems like a cuddler. He does. It's the horns. <laughs> right. Now we have to give best supporting character to one person. Who are we thinking? Oh, my goodness. Well, it could be no one else but Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love Mrs. Nesbitt. Mrs. Nesbitt is so iconic. Buzz Lightyear invented drag, basically. Yeah, and tea. Like <laughs> He invented and, afternoon tea. And afternoon tea. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised at the Ritz they don't do a Mrs. Nesbitt afternoon, to be honest. Oh my goodness. Missing yeah. an absolute trick. So you have to turn up in that blue bowler hat with a daisy and like a pink frilly apron as well. Yeah, and then you sit next to Mary Antoinette's corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't remember this odd scene, Sid's sister has taken Buzz and is doing a kind of like afternoon tea with two of Hannah's dolls, one of which has a pterodactyl head and another doll doesn't have any head, right? Yeah, but there's that amazing um, line. Buzz is like sipping on the tea and Woody's like, I think you've had enough tea for today. One minute you're defending the whole galaxy and suddenly you see yourself Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. And then Woody's like, let's get you out of here, Buzz. And Buzz is like, don't you get it? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Someone needs to go as Mrs. Nesbitt for Halloween. Truly. Gosh, all this talk about tea is is making me thirsty. Should we have a little tea break before our next category? Yeah, yeah, we got to save our batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Now Hey Now has something very exciting to announce. We've released a gift card and gift wrap collaboration with the incredible British illustrator Zoe Spry. Shut up! Excuse me? No, our Princess Diaries card with Mia. It says... It's your birthday? Shut up! I love this so much! (laughs) (laughs) So if you stand some nostalgic gift cards and gift wrap and want to support the Zoe Spry and Hey Now Hey Now collaboration, head to zoespry.com. You will not regret it. I want this Meredith card for my birthday in October, please. Being young and beautiful is not a crime, you know. Ugh, a bit vain. That's also on the card! We designed these! How could you forget? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So next up is most iconic outfits. And it might be a bit of a short category because most of these toys are naked. <laughs> Truly. Honestly, it's like a dog or a potato or a pig. Or a dinosaur. Your choice. <laughs> like, honestly, this film should be an 18. <laughs> now, obviously, we just mentioned Mrs. Nesbitt, who invented pink frilly aprons. She looked amazing. Yeah. Serving tea and looks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tea. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> So she definitely deserves a spot in most iconic outfits. Yeah. I also think we should talk about Woody. Mm -hmm. Because his little like cow print waistcoat, his like yellow plaid shirt, his skinny jeans. Yeah. So ahead of the time. I don't know what it is about guys in like check shirts. Like that kind of like plaid look. Yeah. A bit like cowboy. Hmm. Yeah. I think most guys look attractive in that. Yeah. Very Ralph Lauren. Yes, very. And it's funny, if you actually think about Woody, what he would be like as, you know, a human, that shirt is like skin tight. Oh. And it's right up against his cuffs all the way. Like, in reality, maybe pick a bigger size, Woody. No, honestly, yeah, he would need some new Levi's for sure. (laughs) Good luck bending over. (laughs) Not in that way. Oh, (laughs) gosh. I think controversially, we should also give a shout out to Sid. Mm-hmm. We hate him, but iconic outfit. Iconic. Everything from the kind of like black and white Converse high tops, his jeans with the roll ups, his black t-shirt with the skull motif. Yeah, very off its time. Very. And you know what I loved? So, you know, that actor, Will Poulter. Yeah. Who is in like... With the Millers yes. and a million other things. He, he's the type of actor who pops up in films and it's like, how did you get cast in this? But also like... You're good. You're good. So <laughs> congrats. Everyone says online that he looks just like Sid. Will obviously listened to this kind of like online commentary. So for Halloween a few years ago, Will dressed up as Sid. Yes, I love it when celebs get a bit of abuse like that and then just like roll with the joke. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, you're not taking it too seriously. No. It's like with Demi Lovato and... Oh my God. And Poot Lovato. 
Sorry. Long live Poot. <laughs> Another one of the toys who's, you know, she's got the looks. It's Bo Peep, obviously. Yeah, yeah with her massive... Um, is it called a petticoat? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, she's a shepherdess, right? So she's got like her little um, bonnet. Yeah, her staff. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Like the big the, the stick with the loop. Yeah, what's that for? Like Herding sheep, her, right? Yeah, herding sheep. But is it loop to like grab them by the neck if they get out of I life? think so. Oh. Which seems a bit intense, but... Eh. I think she's been using that on Woody. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, how did he get that nickname? <laughs> goodness yes little bo peep she's yeah she's really really cute peep show. <laughs> see you in the toy box <laughs> speaking of toy box we should probably award most iconic outfit to the shark howdy howdy <laughs> So he pops out after Woody's been kind of like demoted to living in the toy box after Buzz gets prime place on Andy's bed. Woody pops out saying, hey, where's my where's my cowboy hat? The shark pops out. I don't even think the shark has a name. But Boom shark. he's like, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> and I never knew a shark could look that good in a cowboy hat. Honestly, Jaws, who? <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely most iconic outfit. <laughs> yeah. For me, anyway. Totally. Maybe Woody wears that hat and nothing else in the toy box when Bo peeps around. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> there is a snake in my vagina. So next up is best musical moment. And I found it really interesting that Disney were concerned Pixar didn't really want to make this a musical because obviously Disney's known to have a load of songs kind of help move the plot along. Mm -hmm. But the director, John Lasseter, said like he didn't want the film to be a musical. It was a buddy film featuring toys. And, you know, the story is kind of about people not really admitting what they want, much less sing about that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this film is the first of its kind. So it's like, well, why make it like everything else? Yeah, exactly. Um, so they kind of met a compromise, Disney and, and, and Pixar. So the characters themselves wouldn't sing, but the film would use kind of songs that would play over the action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would help amplify the emotions between Woody and Buzz and, and the rest of the characters. Um, so then they tapped Randy Newman to compose Ooh, the soundtrack. Randy fa- Newman, legend. Famous Randy Newman. Yeah. Wow. Randy does such an amazing job with the soundtrack. He won an Oscar. He did win an Oscar. The scene I love is the montage where Woody's kind of getting phased out over Buzz and Andy's room is slowly getting taken over with a load of like Buzz Lightyear merchandise yeah i preferred the woody vibe personally it was a classic wasn't it i definitely can relate to that scene because i have an affinity of getting like obsessed with with certain things i think when i was young it was the wizard of oz so i had a lot of classic wizard of oz posters around and then it would kind of evolve and there was a whole i don't want to get into my embarrassing past but i will (laughs) 
there was Doctor Who, there was SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. There yeah. was a very niche one, Lily Allen. Hey, uh, I'm still in that face. Uh, I'm sorry, trainers with dresses. Hate it. <laughs> well, she told me she hates you. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There was one time I went to a book signing and she, um, before I even gave her my name, she started writing B on the sheet. And I was like, oh, like in my head, I was like, oh my God, how does she know my name? And then she stopped. She's like, oh, sorry, what's your name? I was like, it's Barney. She's like, oh, that's lucky. And she wrote Barney. And then underneath that, she wrote best wishes. So all she was doing was starting to write best. Um... I thought she was starting to write Barney. I was like, what? (laughs) We haven't met. (laughs) Apart from in my dreams. Anyway, um, so while that scene is playing, Randy sings a song called Strange Things. Yes. Strange <laughs> things are happening to me. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Without the remix. But <laughs> yeah, it's such a good song. So good. And it really, like, it shows Woody is, like, freaking out, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. We also have a really emotional song when Woody and Buzz are trying to escape Sid's house. Buzz, who is still, like, so sure that he can fly, climbs up onto the stair railing in an attempt to fly out the window to safety. Um, but of course we know he can't fly, so he kind of plummets and he, he even breaks one of his arms off. Eek. And the song that goes with that is I Will Go Sailing No More. Very sad. They uh, do go sailing again. Not really, metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> Toy Story 5 maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a musical moment that is a little bit niche in this film, which I really appreciated. It's when they're finally moving and like Buzz and Woody are on RC, like driving after the car and it's all hectic. And they're obviously trying to like get back to Andy. And then it kind of like just cuts back <laughs> to the car mm-hmm. and um, you just hear, Akuna Matata, <laughs> what a wonderful phrase <laughs> in the car. I love Akuna Matata. Such a great Easter egg mm-hmm. because that film came out, you know, not long before Toy Story. So that was very much still like in everyone's mind. Yes. So I love that. But we should probably award best musical moment to the classic You've Got a Friend in Me. Oh, darling. This would be like our song down the aisle. <laughs> what are we? What aisle? Down Sainsbury. <laughs> I mean, it would be the snack aisle. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, you guys will know the one. You got a friend in me. And that kind of becomes like the, the Toy Story like theme yeah. music. You know, Randy Newman developed that signature song in one day. What? I know. Randy? Randy? And what I love is also that song, You've Got a Friend of Me, comes back at the end of the second film where Wheezy sings it. <gasps> Great. There's hope for asthmatics after all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going on to best quotes. We could start with, there is a snake in my boots. But we want to go a bit niche than that. If someone told you to quote Toy Story, you might go with to infinity and beyond or that wasn't flying. That was falling with style or Andy's coming, which side note at the Disney park, um, when the characters would come out for the meet and greets, 
used to be able to shout, Andy's coming, and they would fall to the ground. Really? But then it was like too dangerous for the actors. <laughs> so they had to stop. It would be that incredible <laughs> scenario again when her head falls off <laughs> on the stage. Like, ah! Honestly, if you've never seen it, YouTube, like Mrs. Incredible face falling off and... Oh, it's, hilarity it's and shoes so good there's also the classic McClough. but you know they've been done to death and i think we you know we're both in agreement that upon re-watching this film there's so many funny little bits of dialogue that completely go over your head when you're younger so i think now's the time to spotlight on them oh definitely so one of my favorite quotes in this film is when obviously we've got the sergeants and the other army troops, like they've gone gone downstairs with the walkie-talkie to kind of like tell them what gifts are being opened. Yeah. And Sergeant goes, It's it's bed sheets. And then Mr. Potato Head's like, Who invited that kid? <laughs> <laughs> we've all been through that, you know, there's one disappointing birthday present, you're like, oh, like thank a, you. <laughs> like a book. Yes. Ugh. Uh. Great. Now, I would love to get a new set of bed sheets. Oh my God, that's when you know you're an adult. Yeah, when you open it and it says The White Company and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And I mean, Mr. Potato Head has like a million amazing bits of dialogue. I love the one towards the end where he's playing Battleship with Pig. <gasps> and it goes, B3, Miss, G6. Ah, oh, you sunk it. Are you peeking? Oh, quit your whining and pay up. No, no, not the ear. Give me the nose. Come on. And Mr. Potato Head has to hand over his nose to Pig. And he replies, how about three out of five? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Potato Head. There's another really funny um, moment between Mr. Potato Head, Ham and Buzz. So Ham's like, so where are you from? Singapore, Hong Kong? And then Buzz's like, well, no, actually, I, I'm I'm stationed up in the Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. And then Mr. Potato Head goes, oh, really? I'm from play school. <laughs> and then Rex is like, and I'm from Mattel. Well, I'm not really from Mattel. I'm actually from a smaller company that was purchased in a leveraged buyout. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they would have the knowledge of that. Literally. Obviously, Buzz and Woody do not have a good relationship at the beginning because he's a jealous guy. And Buzz is like to him, I've set my laser from stun to kill. And Woody's like, oh, great. If anyone attacks, we can blink them to death. (laughs) (laughs) And also when they're talking about the laser, um, Woody goes, it's not a laser. It's a, a little light bulb that blinks. And then Mr. Potato Head goes, what's wrong with him? And Ham replies, Laser envy. (laughs) And even at the beginning when Buzz first, you know, appears in the room and he's talking to his little like comms Mm. unit, he's like, and there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. And then Woody pops out. Hello. (laughs) Right on cue. He's like, ah, and then does a little karate chop. So good. Do you know it's um, Rex's kind of like anxiety that's really sweet? Because he's kind of like nervous. He's supposed to be like this scary dinosaur. He thinks that maybe his like roar is a bit annoying as opposed to scary. Yeah. Before Buzz gets there and they're all worried about like what toy it could be. And Rex is like, what if Andy gets another dinosaur? A mean one. I just don't think I can take that kind of rejection. (laughs) (laughs) 
poor Rex. So cute. Oh, that is really sweet. Bless him. At the beginning of the film, Woody is chairing a meeting with all the other toys. And he has this line that literally it's kind of like blink and you miss it. Um, He goes, Tuesday's plastic corrosion meeting was, I think, a big success. And we want to thank Mr. Spell for putting that in for us. Thank you, Mr. Spell. And you know, like a speaking spell. Yeah. Cuts to him and he goes, you're welcome. <laughs> Clever. It's just so, I, I, honestly, like they didn't need to include it, but the fact that they did was just so funny. Right. Well, we need to decide on the best quote mm-hmm. of Toy Story. And I think it has to be something to do with Buzz and Woody's you know, chemistry. Yeah, we've decided on one. Do you want me to be Woody and you be Buzz? Sure, Okay. All right, that's enough. Look, we're all very impressed with Andy's new toy. Toy? T-O-Y, toy. Excuse me, I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The word I'm searching for, I can't say, because there's preschool toys present. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. That is a joke that would have gone straight over my head as a child. Yeah. But as an adult, appreciated it. And as an adult bringing kids to watch that, you're like, oh, yes, I can actually sit through this film instead of like fall asleep during it. Uh huh. It's so good. I wonder what that word would have been if those preschool toys weren't present. Maybe it was. Okay, so now we're going on to our favourite part of the podcast, which is Can We Discuss? Obviously, there's so many toys in this film and it got me thinking about the toys that we grew up with. I remember you having a Betty Spaghetti on your (gasps) windowsill. Yes! Oh my God, Betty Spaghetti was so fun. Honestly, the the outfit options, the hair, Mm -hmm. on it, sport for choice. I had a Game Boy Color, the epitome of childhood gaming. That was great. I think I had like a Mario game. I think like a Harry Potter one as well. Oh no, Pokemon. That was great. Pokemon cards. Remember we used to like set up stores down our road and like sell or trade them. Yeah, I wasn't really a Pokemon gal, but I remember there was a guy who lived down our street when we were growing up and he was what, like four years old? than us Mm. and you like conned him out for 20 pound for like two shinies (laughs) (laughs) what would i've spent that on like solero shots oh my god solero shots so good bring those back yeah come on guys now something i was always jealous that you had was a tamagotchi (gasps) you didn't have a tamagotchi no i didn't have one i had like one of those baby g watches oh yeah um and then you there was a little like animation in that yeah yeah i'd probably have to like borrow your tamagotchi or something yeah well i remember when my sister's tamagotchi died instead of just pressing reset she buried it in our garden <laughs> like a full-on like funeral like holly that's cost money <laughs> that is hilarious and she never replaced it i guess just the the sadness was too much she could never go back she physically buried it in the garden yeah oh my god polly we're gonna talk about this side (laughs) note from the podcast um but you had your own digital pet oh i did and that was in the name of texter which was like a kind of mini silver yappy dog oh i remember the christmas i got it and i was so delighted yeah i got this text and it was so cute and we had it for so long it's like my absolute favorite toy and if you got it you could prove that you could look after a real dog yeah <laughs> but i never got a real dog oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously we had furbies <gasps> 
terrifying, terrifying but great i remember when it would talk i'd put my finger in its mouth as it moved like ow <laughs> but it was funny i know and it would laugh if you like tickled its belly yeah and it was yeah. like eh, eh. and if you wanted it to be quiet you had to like wrap it in a towel and put it in the cupboard yes that's right yeah. mine was like a kind of gold with like darker spots Cute. and i got it in america Ooh. I know. Well, there was like a big toy shop called FAO Schwartz Ooh. and they had a huge Furby like wall. Wow. And I picked my one out, which was incredible. Wow. My Furby was, it was like a um, green and black, kind of like spotted, almost like leopard print. And I was, I was actually so happy with that color because I felt like everyone I knew had the gray one, which right. I kind of wanted. But then when I got this one, I was like, okay. So chic. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Another toy I was so obsessed with was Sky Dancers. Kind of like, you know, you'd like pull the toggle and they'd shoot in the air and just like spin and fly. Oh my God. I used to love that so much. Have you seen that video of that girl demonstrating it and it flies straight into her fireplace (laughs) and burns? It's so good. It was amazing. Dangerous to do inside, to be honest. Yeah. Like you, it kind of quickly turns into an all-out air warfare, <laughs> and you can break your mum's vase or hit someone. Like those were heavy. Yeah, you've got to be careful where you play with that. Yeah, you can't do it in the garden, otherwise it ends up in the neighbours, and you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> can I get my fairy out? <laughs> Remember Bop It as well. Yes, do it again, but uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. Twist it. <laughs> Flip it. Boing. Pull it. <laughs> I was also blessed with a complete collection of the Spice Girl dolls. They were great until I pulled off Emma's head and <laughs> threw it in our in our drain. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I worked with her in later life, I never brought up that story. I mean, I wouldn't. It's a bit voodoo dolly, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Who could forget Beanie Babies? Ugh. Honestly, yes. how did you exist in the 90s without them? I used to love my Beanie Babies. They were so great. And we were convinced that, you know, you'd collect them and become a millionaire. How's that doing? <laughs> Where are our Beanie Babies? <laughs> Do you remember your first? Oh, my God. It was a cat. It was like a little brown cat. But I've forgotten the name. I wish I remembered it. I had a tiger called Rory or some something like that. Like, yeah. typical. Um, and that was great. I also had the Princess Die Bear, which is, like, purple, which had a little, like, white rose on its, like, cute. chest. It was very cute. Oh, my God, I love Beanie Babies. Yeah. Right, speaking of toys, I think we should talk about the really, really creepy kind of mashups that Sid has created in his room. Uh. They're harmless, and they actually help Woody and Buzz escape, but they're really creepy. Obviously, who can forget the like spider baby oh. had all its hair cut off and one of its eyes is missing and it's all like kind of like mechanical legs. Yeah, you've got the character legs, which is like half Barbie legs, and the top is like this kind of crane with yeah. a hook on the end. Oh. And like, is that a joke? Is she supposed to be like a hooker? Because <gasps> she's got a hook. And... It may be. Maybe. That's funny. I don't know. You've also got that Frankenstein hand jack in a box. Yes. Which is like crawling itself over. And there's like a pterodactyl doll. Pterodactyl doll that was once Sid's sisters, wasn't it? And you know what? I'm really pleased that Woody managed to get his revenge in the end. You know, when he's lying on the barbecue and he's like, so play nice. Yes. Ah! Right. Let's talk about the Toy Story ultimate power couple Mm -hmm. in Woody and Bo Peep. 
So cute. So cute. Although originally it wasn't going to be Bo Peep. The writers wanted to feature a Barbie doll to be Woody's love interest. Mm. But at the time, Mattel said, no, you couldn't you couldn't use Barbie um, because first they thought the film was going to be a failure. <laughs> Good one. And also they didn't want Barbie to have like a defined personality. They kind of mm. want to let the kid imagine what she sounds like, what she says, all that kind of stuff, which does make sense. Yeah. Um, but obviously after the success of the first film they were like oh okay now you can use barbie and she was in the you know the subsequent films right. barbie and ken i used to love it's always still my brother's like action men <laughs> yeah <laughs> or if you wanted a ken but only had barbies just cut the hair of one of them like <laughs> i don't think that's quite right but okay <laughs> nice try i love that scene between woody and bo peep it's kind of like right at the beginning of the film to be honest yeah. where She's like, what would you say if I get someone else to watch the sheep for me tonight? What is she implying? What are they going to do? Well, in an earlier version of the script, um, Woody had a line that said, at times like this, I wish I was anatomically correct. Uh, Woody! <laughs> Let's talk about how amazing Pizza Planet is. <gasps> it looks like the best destination to have like a birthday party or just like spend a weekend there like it had everything mm, it looks a bit like overpriced to me but um i get what you mean it's kind of got like laser quest vibes it had everything it had those like guards at the automatic doors it had like all oh, really cool arcade games it had those like slushy machines that was like an alien throwing up into your car um and obviously who can say no to pizza absolutely live for that and i i live for slushy machines and anything i used to love going bowling and get a slush puppy yes except <laughs> you have all the like syrup in the first like few sips and then you're just left with a, a cup of ice like oh yeah no, i should have mixed it <laughs> this would have never happened at pizza planet <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we are. Trivia round. Are you ready for your first question? Oh, I am so ready. A battle between me and my favourite deputy. Right, I'm cowboy. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Question one. What was the name that Andy gave Mr. Potato Head when he was playing, like, cops and robbers? One-Eyed Bart? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You did it. Because obviously he's he's missing one of his eyes. (laughs) And what I loved was that after that, he then says, don't. So I think it's like a Simpsons reference. Of course. Yeah, because it was obviously it was huge in 1995. Amazing. OK, so my first question is actually on that scene as well. Oh. Um, How much was the reward for Mr. Potato Head? Was it, I, I think it was like 50 bazillion dollars. Yes. <laughs> you did it. Which is, I mean. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> He's clearly a Jersey Royal potato. <laughs> he could buy many a Mrs. Potato Head with that. Yeah. Like a hundred wives. Potato pin. <laughs> okay. So when it's Andy's birthday, can you name three gifts that he's given on the day? Okay, so he's given bed sheets. Yeah. Battleships. The last one that he got. Yeah. Um, And obviously he got Buzz Lightyear. Yes. You did it! I would have also accepted a lunchbox. That's a nice gift. I love a lunchbox. The toys would not impress with that, though. No. So when the toys have a meeting at the start of the film, Mm -hmm. Woody's standing there and he's hosting a meeting to all the toys. Yeah. On the shelves behind him, Mm -hmm. 
There are two board games. Can you tell me what those board games are? Was one of them Twister? No. Oh, uh, one of them was Candyland, right? No. Oh. <coughs> Moody. Moody. Operation. Oh. And Mousetrap. Oh. Two very good games. Yeah. Although Mousetrap, you're like, oh, come on, I just want to do the whole like, oh, the marble makes the basket fall down. Like, I know. Goes down the little ramp and then hits the seesaw, makes the cage go down. So good. Okay. Where does the TV advert say you can buy Buzz Lightyear toys? Owl's Barnyard. <laughs> You did it! Yeah, I'll give you that. It's Al's Toy Barn. Oh, Al's Barnyard. Al's Toy Barn. <laughs> All Al's Toy Barns in the Tri-County area. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay, so obviously the sergeant and the other army toys, they're using like a walkie-talkie device to talk to the other toys. Yeah. Which so I'm assuming it's like almost like a baby monitor, mm-hmm. but it might just be the walkie-talkie. Can you tell me what brand it was? I'm going to take a guess. Was it Fisher-Price? So close. And it's actually play school. Moody. Moody. Oh. Like S-K-O-O-L. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I need to rewatch this. Oh, no. <laughs> Another rewatch for me. Yeah. Okay. Here's one which, honestly, it should have been in best quotes. When Woody and Buzz are trapped in Sid's room, Sid goes to sleep and he sleep talks. Can you remember what Sid says in his sleep? He says, I want to ride the pony. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Not a very Sid thing to say, if I'm not honest. A Sid. Also, side note, who is sleeping in their shoes? Take them off! So gross and, like, uncomfortable. I'm glad Eric Von Detten wasn't on our podcast now. <laughs> Shoe sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question to you. There's a moment in the film where Woody gets pushed off the bed and all the toys are like, ooh, oh, has Woody been pushed off the bed? Yeah. What was Woody's excuse for Andy pushing him off the bed? Oh, wow. I remember the scene, but the reason... Oh, it was because Andy was just too excited from the party. (laughs) You did it! So yes, he had too much cake and ice cream. That's it. And never too much cake and ice cream. No. Serve me me a big slice of that caterpillar cake any day. Oh my gosh. You know, you can buy huge ones for parties that like serve 40. I'm thinking, hey now, celebration cake. (laughs) Side note, we really want to do like uh, in-person hey now events. So we'll right. get one of those big cakes for we'll, everyone. Yeah, we'll save it. So my final question to you, what is the name of Sid's dog? Spud. You're so close. Stud? <laughs> Honey, he wishes. That animation was janky. <laughs> they really need to spend more time with that. Um, Spike? Oh no. No. <laughs> Scud? Yes! <laughs> You did it! Yes! Which I'm sorry, it's the cruelest name for a dog. Like, what happened to Rover? <laughs> it probably was called Rover and then Sid just changed it because he's an annoying child. Yeah, he needs to be medicated. So my last question to you. In the scene where Woody wants the other toys to rescue them from the window, yeah. he throws over some fairy lights Yes, and the other toys catch it. Everyone wants to help him apart from Mr. Potato Head. Mm-hmm. Why does Mr. Potato Head think the others want to save him? Oh gosh, like, I I have no idea. Moody, Moody. He says, did you all take those stupid pills this morning? (laughs) Yeah. Right, okay. (laughs) There's a lot of people in this world who take stupid pills. If you believe that it really was Buzz up there when really it was just Woody waving that one arm, maybe they did take stupid pills. Like, come on, it's so obvious. Well, that about wraps things up. And if you loved this episode... 
please feel free to write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And honestly, we would love you more than the space aliens love the claw. <laughs> the claw! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and make sure you're following us on Instagram at HeyNowHeyNow if you like kind of like nostalgia photos, you want to keep up with the podcast, you want to hear about new seasons, etc, etc. And of course, our collection of greetings cards and wrapping paper with Zoe Spry, who is this amazing designer. Um, we have collaborated on a collection that celebrates all things movie nostalgia. So we've picked our favorite scenes from some of the previous episodes we've recorded. So be sure to check them out on zoespry.com. That's Z-O-E-S-P-R-Y dot com. It's worldwide shipping. Don't worry. It's not just for people in the UK. Anyone can buy these. So we've got like seven cards, three gift wraps. They're so cool. Yeah. Give them to all your friends. Yeah. And tag us in the pictures. We'd love to see it. Yeah. we love to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> so that about wraps things up. Um, should we get some food? To the snack cupboard and beyond. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.